0: Hello and welcome to One For The Books. I'm Jacinda. And I'm Emma. We're a book podcast for everyone. Whether you love reading or your idea of a book is a glossy mag, we have recommendations to kickstart your book vlog. Equal part book club, ultimate Reckless, and catch up with friends. Oh, hello. Hi. Um, It has yet again been quite a break between episodes. Maybe this one's slightly less long than the last. Yeah, few and I just feel like it's the new normal now.
1: We've got true it's as if we're reading too many books yes. that we're never gonna have enough podcast to keep up and with this, all the books that yes. we're reading.
0: That's always my issue. <laughs> <laughs> what to actually talk about? Because there's so many good ones out there. And I feel like because we were just talking about you know we're getting towards the end of the year and our favorite books of the year, and it it's been a, a struggle to narrow that one down for me. Exactly. That list. I sat on it for a while. For me, it's a very similar vibe to voting in Triple J's Hottest 100, where I just <laughs> like really have like options. a top 25. Yeah, and then it just to whittle it down to like 10, it feels like an impossible task. And it's always like killing one of your children. It's always right. like, <laughs> oh my God, that <laughs> is such a good way of describing it's it. It's like heartbreaking yes. to even cut, it
1: is. cut one of them out with songs or with books. I feel yeah. like that as well. Too
0: emotional. Like the world's attached. worst game of yeah, exactly. It's like the world's worst game of playing favourites. It's just Yes. And it's we're forced difficult. to
1: do it at the end of every year. Like what <laughs> is going on? But what you know, for the greater world, good. <laughs> that's true. So we can give you amazing recommendations. Exactly. But I will exactly. I will say, despite the fact that there is so many good books out and I feel like we've both read amazing books this year. For some reason, Mm -hmm. book club, I feel like we keep not
0: reading books that people like. I know. What is that? I feel like, but it also, I think, shows how varied people's interests are in books and what they like in books is very different from perhaps you and I, or one or the other of us. As and I feel it's like, very true.
1: yeah, it's highlighted that. Yeah, super yes.
0: happy. I loved this book that we're
1: about to talk about. I, <laughs> I'm actually. I don't know if I know your opinion, actually. If you... Yeah, I don't
0: because I missed the last book club. Yeah, workshop, we did get I'm to chat about, sure about it. Not sure if we. Yeah, wait. Should we tell everyone what the theme is first? Oh well, yeah, let's get into that. <laughs> Very good point. God. Yeah, you go. You you give the debrief. So this
1: episode is about thrillers, which encompasses, I guess, psychological thrillers. It can encompass crime thrillers, but our I think our thinking was we were going to do this around Halloween time. At least we had. <laughs> I think we um mm. we did the book club around Halloween time, at least. But that's what our thinking was when we did thrillers. But, you know, you can have a thriller any time of the year, really. All
0: right, <laughs> shall you reveal the book that we, as a book club, collectively read around Halloween-ish?
1: Yeah, so we read The Guest by Emma Klein, which I feel like, I've seen everywhere. Emma Klein was the author of The Girls, which I think was another really buzzy book that was everywhere. Yes. And The Guest is her follow-up. And I guess it's kind of in a similar vein, though The Guest, I guess, is probably deceptively simple, but it kind of delves into a more psychological
0: thriller, would you say? Yes. I think it's more... It doesn't even feel thriller-ish necessarily, to me I don't know there were, it wasn't as spooky as I was expecting it to be definitely
1: not spooky but so I think yeah like definitely leans on that psychological yes. kind
0: of thing like a psychological mystery I think is more how I would describe it because a thriller to me implies some kind of like violence around the corner which I guess there is I don't know I think I just yeah, definitely went more towards the psychological mystery component.
1: Yeah, which I, like, to be honest, I like more. Maybe that's why I enjoyed this book a lot more than other people. They may have gone into thinking a thriller, like you said, that classic stereotype of, like, the violence mm. with, like, the like massive crime or something. But I think a lot of people's complaints with this book was nothing really happened. It was all about, <sighs> yes. I guess, following the protagonist's choices and what that questionable meant. choices oh just like honestly some of the worst choices ever <laughs> <laughs> some truly bad yeah, it was, choices it was
0: not it was not great it's so it
1: basically follows a 22 year old girl called alex she's the protagonist and it's mm. in third person and it follows her um through this summer in the hamptons where she has met a wealthy man called simon who kind of i guess breaks up with her pretty abruptly
0: and for some reason
1: she's convinced herself that she can win him back if she just goes to his labor day party and she turns up and he'll welcome her with open arms so basically what she does is she has to hang out in the hamptons for the week before the party yes going from person to person trying to manage she's basically she's basically a sex worker she doesn't have any money she doesn't have anything to go to so it's just following her kind of floating from situation to situation trying to stay in the hamptons in this kind of very wealthy rarefied area and with these people that she doesn't exactly fit in with trying to make it to the end of the week but obviously (laughs) chaos ensues and nothing really works out i suppose
0: Absolute chaos. Yeah, I think that's the best. If you if there's one word to describe this character, it is chaotic. Oh like, my gosh, a mess. Absolute destructive chaos. Totally. Like she has no cons
1: about lying or cheating or stealing no. or just being. Yeah, exactly. Just just so destructive in wake of everyone, in wake of children. Yeah. She basically not, d- doesn't kidnap a kid, but <laughs> pretends <laughs> to be a not person. A kid? The kid knows and like takes him to the pool and to lunch and stuff and it's like so irresponsible yeah that was the kind of stuff where I was on the edge of my seat being like there's gotta be like something has got to kind of yeah
0: there's gonna be consequences at some bloody point Yeah, but like
1: and I think that is what I found with this book because all her shenanigans are so misguided and so kind of fucked up yeah it's like there's almost it's like there's danger on the horizon like it always feels like Mm. something's about to go wrong you're on that tipping point where oh shit this could go really badly as if with the kid like she's in the pool with a kid who can't swim very well like you're always (laughs) expecting something really fucked up or messed up to happen and as if like, this will be the time that it all kind of falls apart or it yeah. all kind of, I guess, unravels, but there never is that kind of, I guess, <laughs> release, which is why True. I kind of classify it as such a thriller, because you are on the edge of your seat in that respect. What do, What's just, your opinion on that?
0: I think I just found it a little bit, I think, because she's not the most likable character, Totally. To me, that made it really hard to give a shit. Just so hard to sympathise with, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that lost the tension for me where I kind of didn't care what she was doing and that was the entire purpose of the book. That was where the tension and suspense Mm. kind of lay, was like, what's going to happen next with her? And I was kind of like, could not have given two fucks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you were intrigued by her as a character, I think that hooked you in and kept you reading, but... I felt like I had to kind of force myself to finish it and I kept just waiting to be like when is something going to happen and nothing really does, like nothing major happens in the book. So I found it a little bit anticlimactic but I think I went in with very high expectations because there was so much buzz about Emma Klein in general and this book in particular.
1: I guess I kind of, I definitely didn't sympathise with Alex, the protagonist but I kind of, I love, I do love her messed up i don't know maybe because i relate to it someone who's like <laughs> gross and disgusting and like a really kind of sour heroine i do enjoy reading that but i totally understand that
0: wait why do you relate to
1: that you're like the opposite of that no i feel like i don't know i just feel like as a female i just feel like a bit of a mess maybe that's why i related to her she doesn't really have an anchor right now and that's what i kind of yeah. feel like if, despite (laughs) her being an awful person and yeah that kind of thing that's what that's I definitely understood understood her desperation at times yeah
0: yeah she um yeah it's not not Someone you would choose to hang out with in real life, that's for sure. Oh,
1: she would (laughs) rob you and then steal your boyfriend. With, like, like, no
0: questions. She would have no ethical or moral qualms about that either. Like, she would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. And you could tell she was delusional about this relationship with this older, wealthy
1: guy as well. We all knew it wasn't going to be a pretty reunion. (laughs) But for some reason, she was just convinced. So it was this really interesting way of foreshadowing... And honestly, nothing really does happen. You just see her floating from situation to situation before the party at the end. Yes. And I think if that was really frustrating for people as a reader, I don't think the ending would have helped that (laughs) at all. It almost made it a million times worse.
0: (laughs) Yes. Do you want to let's talk about the ending? Because I feel like that for a lot of people online anyway seemed to be the redeeming part of the book where interesting that was seemed to be the part that everyone was like this made it a step above like it was incredible etc yeah. etc et whereas i don't know like i i think it was to me the ending was the most Impressive part because it was so open ended, but I know that other people in the book club um, did not share my feelings <laughs> on that. So I, I obviously took it a certain way, other people took it a certain way. So, do you want to talk about book club people's interpretation? Totally. So, I'll just kind of spoiler alert if you oh, yes, want to ma'am. read it and
1: if you haven't yet. But basically, she turns up to the party, people are kind of looking at her a bit strangely. Mm. She kind of spots Simon across the backyard, makes eye contact with him. Then the book, the author Emma Klein does something really interesting is that she says that he almost looks past her. Yeah. So there's this kind of ominous feeling of now Simon is looking past her and she's trying to work out what he's looking at and it just Mm. ends. (laughs) yeah it literally ends there it's it's just so <laughs> abrupt you're kind of like is this the like had to read back like what did I miss <laughs> is this actually the end page did I get like a dud book what is happening yeah. here no it ends really abruptly and you don't really get an answer but I think because it is so open-ended and it the author doesn't really explain it there are so many interpretations of what kind yes. of had happened So throughout the book, she has this other kind of evil old boyfriend following her, so called Dom, that some people think maybe he turned up at the party and had a gun or something and was behind her and that's why everyone was looking past her. So that was kind of, I guess, one option. Other people thought that maybe she... Because she had been basically grifting for, like, the past week. (laughs) Um, Yeah. She obviously would have looked disgusting and she wasn't eating properly she was like taking drugs so she probably looked like a disaster <laughs> that's also she probably she thinks that she looks good at the party and she was True. well put together but I think in reality she would have looked like an absolute mess so maybe she was just standing there and everyone was like what is going on with this person who looks deranged I think another kind of thing was that maybe she like fainted in that moment because she was, she had just been in a car accident like a couple hours before. Um, This
0: is a really, I hadn't
1: thought about that as an option. Yeah, other people think she may have died in the car accident, and she kind of, like, came to the party as a ghost. She wasn't really there. She was... Oh, shit. She was already dead. There are so many kind of weird raids on it, and I think that is what is so interesting. Literally every single person that I've talked to has had a different interpretation of, like, what was actually happening. Yeah. Like, was she lucid? Was she, like, was she maybe imagining all of this? Like, she... Oh my god. Was she like in a coma in the car accident she had a couple of hours ago? Was she just imagining this whole thing? Was she actually dead and a ghost? That's why Simon was looking past her. Like there's oh so many god. different things. Okay I
0: love that as an option. I know. So my interpretation yeah, what was. what did you think it was? I don't know whether this is just speak to my imagination but I <laughs> just saw it as like he was so over her bullshit that like she didn't even exist for him anymore. Like it was I think that's ultimate... another fascinating read. I think yeah. for her, like, she cares so much. Like, grifting and, like, the way she grifted was reading people and having this almost intuitive sense of being able to understand what people needed or were feeling. Yeah. And I read that as almost the ultimate slap in the face for her – which was no one paying her attention, no one even noticing her presence, yes. because that's what she really thrived on and got all of her sense of self from. So I Especially think that's Simon what...
1: who she was yeah
0: excessive. exactly. So I think I took it as this like ultimate breaking of the relationship or that power that she had held to make to show how broken she was. I love that take. But I don't know if that, I think that is just a lot really of its boring. Sense. I don't know.
1: I think that would have – I think I definitely had those thoughts as well. They, their relations started out as like she, – because she's a sex worker, so he obviously yes. hired her. So there was already that kind of imbalance of power. So that makes a lot of sense. I think the reason why my mind went to maybe it was her ex-boyfriend, Dom, really, really close up to the last page – I think his text messages and his threats Tree. kept getting more like, intense more intense, and more often because he was just like a background character but by yeah. the end of the book he was really hanging over her so I-, I don't know I think he like gave her Simon's address or something he knew where Simon was so I think that was my thinking my first read of it was oh shit Dom has caught up, has with her. up. yeah
0: oh my god
1: everyone is like what is this Kind of drug dealer guy with a (laughs) weapon doing.
0: I kind of love all of these theories though. Like the one where like she died in the car accident is amazing. And she was just like hallucinating it? Yeah. Or like that's her like in between death and life. Like, God.
1: And because you don't know what happens after everything goes blank Mm. you don't know whether she was shot you don't know whether she was if she fainted you don't know whether Simon just looked past her and then she yeah kind of acknowledged that you don't know and yeah your mind can go crazy with all the possibilities absolutely right yeah
0: yeah Yeah. oh my god I'm obsessed with all these ideas I loved
1: this book. I know it was a tough race for so many people but I'm just kind of obsessed with this book where nothing much happens but it's like a kind of a deep dive into a mess of a, a young female character so maybe that's fine. And also I think it being set in the Hamptons. Yes it's very glamorous. Kind of, yeah there was this narrative the fish out of out of water. Mm. like she was she didn't belong she was like she was trying her best to fit in but didn't really belong yeah I found that all really fascinating so I loved this book and I'm sorry you didn't
0: um so that's The Guest by Emma Klein one recommendation one non-recommendation from (laughs) us here in the at the podcast
1: I (laughs) would love to know what other people thought oh my god
0: absolutely or just the book in general whether you loved it or hated it we could have a whole conversation just Absolutely. on like the last page. Like a yeah. True. Yeah, for sure. That was the cleverest part of it for me. It culminated in the ending. Yeah, exactly. Um, what is your thriller recommendation for this episode? So my book that I'm
1: going to talk about is called Bright Young Woman by Jessica Knoll, And it's kind of similar in terms of guests that I wouldn't say it was like a stereotypical thriller. Mm. It's definitely like a crime heavy book. And there is like some mystery and some, like, foreshadowing that kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. Okay. Um, it's basically, I guess, a historical fiction Ooh. version of the Ted Bundy Ooh. sorority killings. Gross. Yes. yes. So <laughs> okay. very, very intense. Woo. I love how you, t-
0: you changed so <laughs> fast. When
1: I was like, that was sounds interesting, and then it's like, killer. oh,
0: that's going to be, like, horrifically, like, intense
1: yeah like this was actually
0: an airport by um oh also I love it's... um she wrote for those that might think the name is familiar she wrote luckiest girl alive which was yes. recently turned into a movie starring Mila Kunis um and that book is also great so she does Ooh, I that like it was a movie. yeah I reckon it came out around the pandemic don't quote me on that oh my (laughs) god anyway it's on a streaming service i just can't remember which one
1: and yeah i wouldn't normally pick up a book like this but set in like that time period that i love i love like a 20th century historical fiction book (laughs) but yeah i'm so glad i picked it up because i knew we had this episode coming up and it would be a thriller kind of topic and I'm so glad I did because it was such a fascinating book it is an intense subject and there is absolutely as you can imagine there's a lot of violence there's a lot of sexual violence as well yes and a lot of really uncomfortable bits but I think the purpose of jessica Knoll writing this book was to actually reclaim what happened
0: Mm. to these women
1: so it is completely told from the women in this in this story's perspective right so the even the title bright young woman is a play on the fact that the judge in the florida case who was kind of dealing with ted bundy called him a bright young man and i think a lot of the yes Which is such a wild thing to say to like someone who has killed 30 women Mm. um and the fact that like the media surrounding him and the media still surrounding him kind of paints him as this attractive kind of charismatic Yeah. yeah brilliant person who represented himself in court and she really distills that myth and kind of proves it wrong in so many amazing ways I love this. It kind of just highlights the ineptitude of, like, all the men in this story are just horrifying. Like, there was so... He basically went on this killing spree inside the sorority house after he had escaped from jail. What the fuck? I know, and he hadn't been committed... Like, And the story is basically one of the survivors, the sorority head. Her best friend was killed during this, this event. And basically it takes so long for them to even... Identify who the killer is. So she basically goes on the stories about her trying to get justice for her friend and trying to find the killer. It took months and months. He even killed other people after that, like really obvious crime as well. And the the so the protagonist that it follows, she actually sees him. So it's (gasps) like it's all about trying to get people to believe her to kind of trust her version of the story. And it it (laughs) intertwines another story of someone from across the country called Tina, who was in a similar situation Yeah, in that she is trying to get justice for her – they were in a relationship, I would say, her partner, Ruth, who she suspects Ted Bundy had killed – A couple of years earlier. So it intertwines these two women trying to get justice and trying to bring this killer, admit it, and get other people to see that he did it. But then it also follows Ruth, Tina's partner, and her story and what kind of led her to be in the place where she eventually went missing. Wow. And that's what we kind of unravel as the story goes on and her own kind of life and what she was dealing with. Wow. And it's just it was it's just so fascinating. I know there was a lot that I just tried to explain. But no, was like... I
0: love how it, there's so many overlaps and sort of almost these different variations or tangents that she weaves together. That must be very clever to do that in a non confusing way. Yeah, and I just realised that it also plays
1: back, like, the timeline plays back. So it goes back from Pamela in 1978 to
0: Pamela in the present oh. day,
1: where she's just got a clue about what may have happened to Ruth because they were never able to prove that Ted Bundy actually did kill Ruth, but she just got a clue present day 2021. Wow. Um. So it's her opening back up this story that was obviously very traumatic for her but also them trying to get answers for ruth 40 50 years later so there's like a really uplifting story underneath there even though it is this horrifying backdrop that they kind of have (laughs) horrifying is a good description oh my god all the women in this story are like are done so wrong by the reason why it was such a brilliant thriller and crime kind of mystery book in my opinion is because you know and I think that's what happens with historical fiction a lot you know what happens it's usually based on like some kind of big thing so you know these women aren't going to make it you know who the killer eventually is but because you know that there's this amazing tension between you knowing something but like the
0: people in the book not knowing something which is an incredible gift because that It's hard, right, because a lot of typical, like, tension and suspense in books and movies is not knowing the outcome. So to know that from the get-go but still have that sense of anticipation and, like, longing to understand how it unfolds is so impressive. And so I guess
1: what I'm trying to say in the backdrop (laughs) of that really, like, awful crime thriller, there is, like, something really hopeful and these women were given back their voices and... Yes. I guess this the real story was able to come to light and not just like the sensationalized story that is still today being
0: absolutely made into like tv series and everything but I think it's also that thing where I feel like that's what I'm really getting from the way you're describing this is it's about the women whereas every other story told is about Ted Bundy the criminal and murderer and serial killer not Anything about the victims. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, these are the people that matter in this scenario, not the killer.
1: Exactly. So it was just this really beautiful reclamation of this yes. story. Reclamation and is the a perfect word. Obviously it's an awful thing that happened, but it was really beautiful to read it from this perspective. And I think it's worth it if you've I guess if you've heard a little bit of this story, if you have watched any of those other series it's a really beautiful antidote with mm. some like really amazing women at the anchor of it and I adored this book and I'm so glad I picked it up because usually I feel like airport buys are so spur <laughs> of the moment for me
0: yeah. it never works out I was gonna say they're always a bit shit like they're fine yes. I think that they're always like solid books that you're like you know what it was just they're like super like mid-range ones. Yeah. yeah but for it to like sort of be at that next level where you genuinely loved it is very unusual but it's lovely to hear yeah
1: so I just had to talk about it it was a brilliant take on a thriller crime Mm. mystery story absolutely and yeah like I said highly highly recommend to anyone just beware of the obvious violence and I guess attitudes in this book if you're a bit sensitive to that but yes I definitely think it's
0: worth it so yeah that is Bright Young Women by Jessica Knoll. Oh my god, I love this so much. That is such a good recommendation. I'm obsessed with the book cover. Um I love How the bright good colors. Is it? That's what made me pick yeah. it actually. Yeah. I saw that on the show and I was
1: like I need to read this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to pick it up. So yes, I'm absolutely going to yes. put this on hold at the library. What thriller book? Are you gonna talk about? What have you read recently that um, you love? I am recommending, I don't know if I've talked about this before, so I hope not. Um I'm recommending Once There Were Wolves by Charlotte McConaughey. Um I don't I don't think I've talked about her yeah, in this it's book not before. Bell, okay, but maybe pff. if you explain it, what is it? Um I saw, when I was, like, in the midst of sort of researching for this episode, I saw a great um, summation of the book that said Ecology Meets Mystery. And it's a very, very accurate...
1: Ecology Meets Mystery. Yeah, it's almost got
0: some, like, really fascinating takes on, like, climate change and um, the importance of, like... Uh, nature being allowed to be natural and us not um, making species extinct and all of those kinds of things. Um, but oh, wow, there's that's a, fascinating. Yeah, but there's a huge sort of mystery. Anyway, it's set in the Scottish Highlands, which I loved. I love when a book is set Beautiful. somewhere that I've never been but is, has quite iconic scenery and she describes it so well in the book. So, yeah, I can imagine the descriptions are yes. incredible of that kind of area. Yeah. Um, so it follows the main character is called Inti um, and she's a biologist who um, specialises in wolves. Um, so she's basically bringing with her 14 grey wolves that she's reintroducing to the Scottish Highlands where they used to be native and live. Oh, so they actually did exist there mm, yeah. a while ago. Okay. Um, and she's bringing her very traumatised sister with her, which is part of the mystery um, and so the concept is these wolves are going to help rewild the very rural area that she's moved to. Um, but obviously there's a lot of opposition from locals because of the fears around sort of danger and um what that might. The risks that that might have for the the welfare of the people that live in the small town. So, are
1: they but, particularly violent? Yeah, because they're
0: wild wolves. Yeah, so they're okay. pack animals. They're hunting animals. They're predatory animals. So wow. that's absolutely okay. like a risk for sure. One night, Inti stumbles over the body of a farmer. And it becomes this situation where you try, like, they're all trying to work out whether the wolves killed this person. If it yes. wasn't the wolves, that means someone in this very small town it murdered a, a murder. fellow local. And it's this whole unravelling of um, the lives of the people in the town and their histories together and with each other. And oh, then wow. also the backstory of both Inti and her sister. Um, and it's just. Oh, there's a lot of violence in the sense of a lot of the historical context for a lot of the characters has some violence. So fair Mm. trigger warning, it discusses domestic violence and sexual violence. Um, But it's this incredibly compelling um, and kind of unforgettable story um, of Inti, who is like absolutely desperate to save her family, but also the wild animals and the natural world that she loves at any cost, and it's about, what yeah, there's so much to unpick as you go through it. It kept me on my toes for the entire time. Oh my time. god.
1: I mean, just small town mystery yes. murder, like, that is enough content there. Yeah. I can imagine how amazing that is, like, at the centre of it, but then you bring in these two, like, outsiders mm. who are trying to introduce these wolves. That sounds fascinating. And, like
0: it's about her trying to win over the local community yeah, in the of face of like everyone assuming that her wolves have murdered this farmer and it's sort of feeding into the assumptions they made already about what this was going to mean to have wolves in their area anyway i oh, yeah, of course it like, loved like feeds it. into their fear
1: oh exactly
0: it um, makes her even more of an outsider Shit. yes so, it's very suspenseful, um, which is what I personally love in a mystery or a thriller. Totally. Um, I need to feel gripped by it. Yeah. Um, and it was a very emotional story. So, yeah. I mean, Do both of those are out, things I
1: love. actual... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's not a cliffhanger. It's, okay, good. You definitely have some. <laughs> Um, like it, it gets rounded out. There's a sense of finality with the story. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's not disappointing in that sense. Especially if you are trying to uncover one killer. Yes,
1: The fact that that actually gets revealed is always mm. so satisfying. Right. You feel, like put up with, I'm sure roller coasters are dead ends and kind yeah. of spirals. Like I can imagine that is so worth it to read.
0: So that is Once There Were Wolves by Charlotte McConaughey. And also this is another one, like every book I read, that I would love to see turned into a TV or movie, say, like a TV the, show or movie. The Landscapes, yes. can you imagine? It would lend itself so well. You know how there's that whole subgenre of crime TV shows that's like Scandi Noir? I feel oh like God, you could yes. do Scottish and they're always noir. set in like a... Yes, You're like right, cold, UK. snowy. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like it is perfect for that. It actually is ripe for that. Dark, that kind moody of kind of version. Yeah. Anyway, that's my professional opinion.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can imagine, yeah, how the fact that there's so much stuff, like you would want it to be fleshed out Yes. in like a proper series. I, um... Yes. So in love, with this book is it okay? Is it scary? <laughs> is it scary?
0: I don't think it's super scary. No, okay, and there's like good. layers. There's like a romance that goes on, so there is like a genuine okay, element sold. of like love. I am sold. <laughs> there's like the sisterly, like familial protection at all costs. There's and the, that like complications, Yeah, I can imagine. The also inter- the
1: ecology is yes, amazing. Yes, and I
0: feel like she wove that in very cleverly, where it almost starts more on that ecology kind of front and then really weaves in the mystery sort of as you go through. So it could be a bit more of a slow burner for some people, but I ripped through it. Especially these kinds of stories. You don't Mm. often get that pairing with
1: the ecology. Yes. With the family kind of background, with the small town murder kind of thing. Exactly. It's such a beautiful mix of, not genres, but I guess situations that I think this would be an incredible read so I totally trust what you're saying.
0: <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed it uh, lives up to it then. <laughs> um, what is your non-book recommendation? Don't think I've talked about this um,
1: and probably because it is so difficult to explain Only tell me if I have already <laughs> talked about it. It's a TV show called Mrs. Davis. I don't think so. Have you heard of this no. TV series? Okay, it's it's on binge, so it is available in Australia. Relax, everybody. <laughs> um, but it is, okay, how do I even begin to explain this? It's like Ooh, it's sci-fi? science fiction, comedy, drama. It basically follows a nun played by (laughs) betty gilpin who is about the wrestling glow
0: oh my god who was she in glow was she the main character she is she's stunning yeah she's like the barbie doll of that tv show basically that's the kind of character she plays as well she plays a nun yeah
1: battling artificial intelligence that is trying to take over the world
0: look I am just gonna be the one to say that sounds batshit and terrible but I trust you so we'll continue to listen but that's the thing
1: it is batshit and the tv show doesn't help it that all these kind of wild crazy things happen that you just have no way of expecting in any way shape or form but somehow it just works okay there's like this religious component you kind of find out why she is a nun she's married to jesus who appears as a very, a very hot restaurateur in the series like it's don't know how to explain it but it is honestly the wildest tv show i've watched all year it's so crazy and imaginative (sighs) with this crazy mixture of spirituality with technology and like changing times but it's funny i don't i don't know how <laughs> no i'm obsessed that this is the show you're recommending yeah it's worth it just like give it give it a little go and it's also very pertinent with AI yes, kind of taking over. Um, yeah it's almost like a religious odyssey with technology it's wild um so, I'm not even going to attempt to give you the synopsis <laughs> because I don't even know what happened. I can't wait. I was confused for the most of the time, but it was like the best confusing roller coaster I've ever been on. I um, cannot wait. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Davis, everybody. Okay. Again, binge, it. get onto it tonight. <laughs> So How good. about you? Do you have a more simple explanation of what you've been I probably watching? do. It's
0: probably a little bit more straightforward to explain. Um, Thank I feel... God. <laughs> um, this time of year for me means one thing and one thing only, and that is Christmas. Um, yes. And I may or may not have started my Christmas movie watching already. Um, and it is one from last year, but I'm still going to recommend it because it was such a good time and I loved it. Um, I finally got around to watching Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Have you seen it? I have. I watched
1: it last Christmas. (gasps) Oh my God, I love it so much.
0: (laughs) I usually hate Christmas
1: movies like that, but I adored this one. I thought it was so good. And it
0: had the potential to be fucking terrible because not only is it a Christmas movie, but it's a musical Christmas movie. And it's kind of... Like it's marketed towards kids, so I thought it was going to be yeah. like a kids movie. Oh my god, no, it was brilliant! So basically, it's a musical of Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, um, and it's just but sort of set in modern times and incorporates the afterlife in a very funny way. Um, and I thought Octavia Spencer was phenomenal in it and I love Sunita Marni so I loved seeing her in the film and obviously I have such a soft spot for Ryan Reynolds I feel like he plays comedic um, characters so perfectly and obviously Will Ferrell is like top of the game but um, it is genuinely such a fun easy to watch movie so highly recommend that even for people that don't love a stereotypical Christmas movie, this could actually be like a kind of fun departure. Anyway, I only watched it recently, so I'm very late to the party, but it is still a fun party, so highly recommend watching Spirited to get you in the Christmas mood. Oh my god, completely agree with
1: this. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yes.
0: Um well I hope everyone has enjoyed a little post-Halloween thriller flavour. Um, Yeah, end of year. Yeah, end of year horror. (laughs) It's (laughs) been a pretty intense year, so I feel like it's quite accurate.
1: Yeah, our choices have definitely reflected Mm. that. I can imagine.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, But yeah, happy reading, everybody. Yeah, happy reading.
1: Tell us what you
0: think. Yeah, so exciting.